Two, three. Testing one, two. Testing one, two. There we go. I like that. One more time. Let me hear you one more time, man. Testing one, two. Let's go. We got East Coast culture. This is the test on the mic. Mic check one, two. Mic there. check one, two. Capturing the world. Everybody, this is David Carmichael II, and this is the caption of our podcast, um, episode 22. Um, I want to give a shout out to everybody listening. Um, also, happy MLK Day, man! Happy Martin Luther King Day. Um, it's a beautiful Monday out here in 757. And, um, yeah, man, up, up for another podcast. I got another good special guest, man. Um, he goes by the name of Anthony Calderon. And he has a real dope streetwear brand called East Coast Culture, man. How you doing today, bro? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. No doubt, man. So, like I said, this is episode 22. And like I said, I love to um have some, you know, a guest that has a streetwear brand. It's probably like my third guest that, that has a fashion brand. And um, like I said, I'm happy to have you out here, bro. Thank you. No doubt, man. So, um, we first met at the Mind Your Business pop-up shop, man. That's a good show. That was um back in June of uh, last year, and um, I remember you came by my table, and um I had like a fatigue jacket, and you came by and you was like, man, I really like that I jacket, really like man. That jacket. <laughs> right. So um you was like, I'm gonna definitely get it, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to my table, and then later on I'm gonna, I'm gonna come back come by and get it. So and you know later on during during the event you did came by and got the jacket. We were sitting right next to each other. And it was sitting right there. Right. Yeah. I kept looking at it. Yeah, I remember that, bro. And um, he was like, yeah, I kept looking at the jacket, man. I got a copy. And I think it was like the only one left. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, man, it's the last one. You might as well copy now. And, you know, you end up copying it. And um, I didn't get a chance to get any of your apparel, but I definitely do plan on getting something from you one day, too. Because um, I've seen a couple of your T-shirts, and that is like the color scheme of what you got. Like those, um, I can't even describe the colors, though. It's like. like it was like pastel. I pastel, did like a, yeah. yeah. I did like a colors collection. Right. Yeah, that's dope. And, um. Like I said, man, definitely um, got to get involved with you some more. Um, so, yeah, what made you get into – well, actually, let's talk about your upbringing. Um, you live in Virginia now, but where are you originally from? I'm from Crown Heights, Brooklyn, New York. Um, I just got to Virginia uh, like like two years ago. Okay, that's what's up, bro. So um, so what made you get into fashion and wanted to start a clothing line? Um, To be honest, I've always loved clothes, like – I always love clothes. I always wanted clothes. When I was little, I didn't have any clothes to pick from. So when I got older, the first chance I got, I always bought like all these clothes. And I went through like every phase you could think of. <laughs> I bought so many different clothes. Uh huh. And um, I just tried it, different things, and then eventually it just turned to my own little style that I got. Hey, uh, that's 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 all right, bro. I I remember myself growing up, man. Um. You know, being in elementary school and I wasn't able, well, my parents wasn't able to afford to buy me like the Jordans and stuff yep. like that. But when I turned 16, man, as, as soon as I got my first job, I was working at Mickey D's. Mm-hmm. My first paycheck, man. I um, <laughs> I ain't buy no shoes the first check because it wasn't like a full paycheck. But like after like a couple of checks later, I was buying my own Jordans. Like I remember, I remember my first Jordan purchase for my own money. I had, um, I had bought, 
the Aqua Eights, the retro oh, Aqua yeah. Eights. Remember them? Jones? Those are really nice. Yeah, so I had cop those, man, and That's um, my home. I had a um a homeboy. I I you know I, I grew up with, and um he was like, yeah, yeah I bet you ain't gonna get those Aqua Eights. And I, I got a big foot, man. I wear a size 13. So I was like, man. Well, yeah, I was still wearing a size 13 at the time. And I was like, yeah, um, yeah, I'm a cop him, bro. And then, like, you know how back in the day we had to wait in line for Jordans. Yeah, outside in the cold. Right, yeah. So um, <laughs> I was able to go to the mall, like, like a couple of days after they came out, and I still got them. But I think it was because I had a big foot. Yeah. Nobody was getting that, you know, the 13. They still like had the only ones the left. Yeah, and they was like, man, and I think they said, like, yeah, man, the, you you came in a good time because the 13s, we got plenty of those. All the smaller sizes are gone. But, like, for me, I was, you know, getting Jordans. I was able to get those, you know, exclusive J's because I had a big foot. So, like, nobody was really checking for the size 13s. Everybody pretty much wear, like, a size 11, size uh, 10, ten and, a half. 10 and a half, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> So I was I was always good with that. She was gone at ten and a half. Right, exactly. ASAP, bro. But um but yeah, man. So what made you come up with the name East Coast Culture for your brand? Well, I actually had a um a name before East Coast Culture. It was a BKNY brand. But I felt like it was too narrow. Like it focuses on only one it only focused on Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. So um, I also saw this hat at the same time. I was decided names for my brand. It said uh, Beard Culture. It's one of these dudes that uh, he's a manufacturer, so he makes other people's stuff. And I like the culture, so I just thought about incorporating the whole East Coast, and I just threw the culture on the back of it. And I thought it sounded dope, and I just kept it, and I just kept going from there. And that's all right, man. So, um, so you said what year did you start? You you started in twenty seventeen. Yeah, that's correct. Okay, and um. And so it's mainly a streetwear brand, right? Yep. So you you cater to uh men and women for your streetwear? Yeah, everything is unisex right now because right. I, I, I've only started. So um, but like in the future, I really want like two like men and women like um sections. Okay. Yeah, because like streetwear is kind of um, I will I would pretty much say it's kind of unisex already because yes that's true like for my t-shirts like people be like you got woman size and I'm like no nah, it's basically I got a like, small I got a small <laughs> yeah or I can get a you can get an extra small yeah. like you know what I'm saying um but I do like try to make specifically women's clothing as well um I do remember those shorts the shorts were nice oh yeah, yeah. Like the burgundy shorts uh huh yeah the women love those man I sold out of those um but yeah I, I just try to cater to everyone but. I don't want to make it like too um, dressy. I still want to, I still want to be strictly like a streetwear brand, like stick to my roots with that. But I do want to, um, you know, experiment with different types of clothing. Definitely. Um, but still, kind of, still cater to the streetwear. Um, so I know before you came here, you were talking about bringing your camera. So do you, you do photography too? Yeah, I do photography. I have a, um, I'm trying to start a company. It's called um, Fucking with Photos, basically. Mm-hmm. F C K I N with photos but uh i got the camera because i was tired of waiting on people yeah, to do bro. my photo shoots mm-hmm. so i was like you know what i'm gonna just do it myself and then when i got in the studio and did my photo shoots they came out pretty well like it was my first time doing that it came out pretty good and i just kept doing it and then people saw them and started asking me to take their pictures and it's just it's an experience so you take other people's pictures and like i, f- I feel like it's always weird taking other people's pictures because you don't know what they want exactly but I have had, I have had no complaints. Yeah, and I actually seen um 
those photos with the background, how you you were saying you was doing the pastel colors, yeah, for your brand. And I guess you kept that same thing for the for the background. Yeah, that too. was the theme. Yeah, it was supposed to be like strictly. You're supposed to be overloaded with colors. That's why it's called a colors collection. Right. Like you got yellow shirt, yellow background, yellow accents. Like everything's yellow. Yeah, that joint was dope, bro. Um, Thank so like that, that studio was that your own studio or Mm-mm. that's a um Back Bay Photo Studio down in Norfolk. Okay. Gravy. I might check them out, man. So I definitely want to do another photo shoot. Like all my photo shoots is pretty much like um outside. You know what I'm saying? But I always want to do like a um a studio type photo shoot for my brand too. So I'm gonna definitely try to check them out one day. Let me know. I can take the pictures. It's easy. Right? Yeah. Like I, like I, I said, got you. Yeah, bro. I definitely <laughs> got. I definitely because I've seen your photos, but I never knew that that was you that did them. Yeah. So yeah, definitely got to reach out, man, and see what we can do doing the doing this year, bro. Most definitely. definitely. Um, so what are three words to describe your brand? If you can just pick three words. I would say different. Um, I would say, I was going to say bright, but bright is kind of different. Um, I don't know. I would say versatile. Okay. And so bright, you said, oh, you said different, different versatile. versatile. And simple. I I know it's contradicting, but some of the stuff is so simple, but it, it goes well with other things. Right. Like you, you can wear a black hoodie with anything, mm-hmm. but you know, it has my brand on it. Right. But it's just, it's just a simple design. And that's what's up. I mean, I, I and now I agree with you on that as far as simple because sometimes simple is more. Yep. You know. Um, and sometimes, you know, I know for me, sometimes I can overthink a design. Definitely. That like, happens all the time. <laughs> like, I think I need more than what I need, but sometimes I just be like, this is it. Like, this is, it, it gets straight to the point. Like, I can just have a shirt that says capture the world. But it's like, you know, for me, it's like, okay, I can use this different type of font, the color, yeah. like the color of the print and the color of the shirt matters. So something as simple as that, it don't have to be like a real dope, or a real crazy, um, design. crazy design every time, you know, it can just be something as simple as just having capture the world or something that just has East Coast culture on it. And just, you know, yeah. as long as the colors pop, you know, that can attract anybody. So I see a lot of these like big, like name brand, like clothing lines, like Dolce & Gabbana. You literally see a black shirt that says Dolce & Gabbana in white. And that's it. It's simple. Right. And, and people pay out the pocket for that. It's crazy. Yeah, bro, and um, and it's a lot of factors that goes into like clothing, cause you know the quality of your shirt. Like it can be a simple design, but you know somebody feels might buy it. Wear it. Yeah, it feels good when you wear it. So mm-hmm. it's like it can um, it, it's justifiable by just having that simple design because of the quality of the shirt. You know, so it's a lot of different factors of it, and that's one thing I had to learn was you know, um, how come people buying these shirts with simple logos on them, um, but I mean, they do have a name for themselves. They had to build a brand True. and they're able to do that because they already have a good following. Um, but, you know, I'm pretty sure they have great quality and that's why some of the prices of their pieces are cost a certain amount of money. Um, but it's all a marketing thing. It's all about providing the best quality, um, building your brand, building your fan base, and you can pretty much charge what you charge. So, but yeah, bro. Um, so yeah, I can, that's what's up. You got those three different um, names. Um, so like who influenced you like on a more personal level or did you have anybody that, 
that you looked up to or um at like at first it was on like one person uh, her name uh Garyelle Celestine she had a clothing brand I always loved clothes I would always want my own clothing brand but I never did any steps to do it right but she was actually doing it so she was showing me like hey you could become in the military so you uh, you could be in the military but guess what you could also like have your own clothing brand you could also be working on it and she was doing it and I was just like no nah, I could do that too Right. Um, and then I had another friend that I worked with. His name was Josh Marshall, and he was getting into e-commerce. He wasn't doing clothing, but he was, um, you know, searching for like products to sell. And it's a whole whole e-commerce world. Mm-hmm. And um, so it was kind. Of, they kind of they kind of collided, you know, right. the clothing brand and the e-commerce, and that's where East Coast culture was kind of born, right, right there, because it is an online store that deals with fashion. Right, right. So, um, are there any brands you look up to, or maybe brands you see now, like that's more out there, like you kind of are seeing doing their thing? Do you have any influences or anybody you you follow even before you started clothing brand that you like? There's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Let's give me give me about give me like one or two or or three if you want to. I feel like Supreme always doing their thing. I feel mm-hmm. like everybody likes Supreme. But they do come out with a lot of dope stuff. Yeah, a lot and of they, good dope they, they have a lot of collaborations. They got like sneakers on their belt. Sweaters, shoes. I already said sneakers. Um, shirts. They have, they have a lot of stuff. They're doing a lot of collaborations. Um, I feel like Nike's been doing a lot of stuff too. Because they've been incorporating different color schemes. Right. And um, I don't know. There's too, there's too many. I would have to go through all this. A lot. But definitely Supreme and um Nike and I think Nike is um I, I feel like they're keeping up with the times. Right. Like, it used to be so simple, but now you see like crazy colorways, crazy designs, is like they're keeping up with the times and the trends and stuff. Yeah, and I can agree. They're kinda um getting into the the streetwear movement a lot more. And um and you know the story about um, you know, Kanye started with them with the Yeezys and he left because of creative differences. And I think they try to make up for it with hiring Virgil and doing the collab with the Nikes. Um, and they killed that. Though. And they killed that. And I think they they realized like they lost a good thing with Kanye, and and they probably was re- was reluctant to trying to cater to the streetwear culture. And once Kanye left, and they seen that it was becoming a big thing, that's why they. This is just my guess, and that's probably why they you know they um got Virgil and collab with him and. And it's paid off big time. Like <laughs> you can't find them off whites anywhere. Anywhere, bro. Like they'd be sold out <laughs> ASAP. No matter what kind of Nike he collab with, it's a it's Gone. a hit every time, bro. Um. So yeah. So have you had like any obstacles? Um. You know, starting your brand. Yeah, it always comes to obstacles. I'm sure you know that. It's always like stuff doesn't come out exactly how you want. So I made I made um. So my first bulk order. I was like, damn, I really like embroidery. Um, embroidery, you know, you, you can feel it. You can, you know, it's just different. So I put it on a T-shirt. I ordered a bunch of these T-shirts. Um, I think it was like 100 T-shirts. Mm-hmm. And um, they sent them to me. And uh, they're like, they got wash off backing because, you know, embroidery has the backing for it. And um, right. the backing didn't wash off. So it was a bunch of T-shirts were like, there were white T-shirts with white backing where you could see the backing through the T-shirt. Oh. And I had a hundred of them just sitting around. 
Right. I mean, of course, you have like your friends that support you and they'll buy it. But I was just so like disappointed. I was like, damn, like this is my first product. Yeah. And it looks like doo doo. <laughs> yeah, bro. I mean, because I, I know I can see myself real hard, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're your biggest critic at that point. Yeah, because like, like you said, like my friends and family always supported me. And I know my first couple of designs when I first started on my own was like, you know, it can get it could have been a lot better, but yeah. only way you can find out or how to get better is if you just let's do, do it and then see what's wrong with it and, and forget it, just make it better next time, you know what I'm saying? But I've had plenty of stories like that. Like I know when <laughs> I started doing the heat the heat vinyl transfer, man, um I didn't have the heat press machine out at first. I was doing using it using the iron to iron it on. Mm-hmm. And um goddamn I remember I did the heat transfer, man, I ironed on I ironed that shit on like real hard. And I thought I was like, all right, this should be this should be straight. <laughs> and I had um somebody had bought a shirt off me, bro. And like a week later, he was like, you bro, the design coming off. And I was like, oh shit. And I was like, and that's when I knew I had to buy me a damn Man. heat press machine. And ever since I used the heat press machine, I never had any problems. But that lets you know, like for myself, I know. And sometimes you don't have maybe the budget to do certain things at that time. Definitely. But just knowing that if I wanted my brand to be, um have a good reputation i had to go ahead and get that machine and just make my product using that machine you know yeah, that's the that's the goal um the goal for me is to always cut out the middleman yes, so i already i already do so much of the brand by myself like i take the pictures i do the designs i have somebody um do my graphic designs but i always tweak them every right. single time because you're the only person that knows how you want your stuff to look exactly so and then like i just want to cut out the middleman i want to be able to make my own stuff and just like from scratch, yeah. And I can, I know for me that can help. That can help you with um, you orders know, too. Orders too. Orders. Yeah, you don't gotta order like a whole bunch of stuff. You just make bowl. it as they order. Right, make the order is always good. And um, I mean, if you're doing like vendor events, of course you gotta make a whole bunch. But at the same time, you can make as much as you want. Yep. It's no um, you know, no it, minimum or no, maximum. Right, no minimum maximum amount you have to order. You can just make you know ten t-shirts, you know, and or 10 of each design or whatever you want to do. You know what I'm saying? So I can definitely agree with you on that. Um, so, yeah. So how can one stand out in the fashion industry? Like we was talking before, like, oh, it seems like the the streetwear or just a clothing, clothing brand market is so saturated. saturated with different brands. How can someone stand out amongst all those brands? Or what do you keep, think? I feel like you just got to keep going. Mm-hmm. Like, A1 started somewhere. Like, I don't know if you know Supreme Story, but they started as a, as a skate shop. Yeah, exactly. sold other people's stuff, and then they sold their sweaters in a shop. It was just a plain sweater with a box logo. Right. But a lot of people came in and liked the they liked the Supreme sweaters better than they liked the um, other sweaters that were in um, the shop or anything else that was in the shop. Right. And it, it just kept going, and now they're one of the biggest streetwear brands in the world. Exactly. I feel like you just got to keep – Keep going, and you do, you just can't stop because there's so many other people that got the same mindset as you to keep going. So right. you just yeah, you got to keep going. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> and I, I think how maybe some of us might uh, not fail, but just looking at other people and looking at where they're at in their career, and you're trying to compare them to you. Yeah. Um, and some people might, um, and you know, some, some you know, you might say like, oh, they blew up. And, you know, somebody that blow up might be subjective because you might not be as big as Supreme, but you still can get a good traction of sales and still make, yeah. make a, um, a living off your brand. 
Um, but you know, that's trying to look at other brands and where they're at. And you might think that they became a big name in the, in the game fast, but you just never know their story. Yeah. Like how you were saying about Supreme, um, well, they started, they started like in 94, I think. And, um, you know, people, well, for me, I didn't really recognize Supreme until maybe like 2010, 2011 for me. Yeah. And, you know, that's a long time in the game. It's almost I mean, 20 years. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> it's been a, it's been a long time, um, you know, grinding. And it's been a lot of brands that was more popular than them during the time they started. And, you know, they stuck with it. And, um, you know, it really started as a skateboard brand. I'm pretty sure that's still their um, – core following niche, yeah. yeah um but you know they involved something real big and you just got to keep grinding man like you might be in your fifth year and you think like man it still ain't getting no traction but it takes time bro <laughs> i feel like you i also feel like um you can't be afraid to take risk yeah so like say you want to um so uh recently we did a, a photo shoot with tiffany evans Mm-hmm. And you know she sung "Promise Song," yeah. "Promise Ring" a, a while ago, way way back. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it was just like that step to like, and we we paid for the whole thing, mm-hmm. but it was that step to take that like that big step to get a recognizable name, or just like just to get your name in the air or in circulation. Right. It's just you gotta take a risk. You got to man, and um, you might not know every what if every risk is gonna become something big but you gotta do those risks to um to get make a name for yourself yeah that might be the one might be the one and um you know the more different risks you take you know you'll know okay maybe next time i wouldn't do that yeah you always learn you always learn you always will learn you never would know and you never you can't just base it off what somebody else did every time like you can follow maybe people that that've made it in the industry and kind of similar follow their story, but you can't always do it exactly like how everybody else done it. Yeah. You still got to do it your there's way. No, there's no blueprint to it. There's never no blueprint. Like there's certain steps that you can take that's, that will always work for everyone, but it's still something different you got to do to kind of get yourself out there. Um, but yeah, I agree with that, man. Um, so this is a question that I've always wanted to ask someone that's in the same industry. Um, we all know Virgil Abloh. Um, the owner of Off White, yep. and um, he said, "I seen in the interview. He said the streetwear trend is going to die in 2020. Um, he said that the streetwear trend is going to die out. Um, I don't know if he was serious about it or not, because he was. He's kind of one of the names that's that um, that is streetwear. That is streetwear. Mm-hmm. He kind of made luxury street streetwear a thing. I mean, streetwear has always been a thing in the fashion industry, but." It, you know, streetwear is making it on the runway on past. I mean, Paris Fashion Week, New York yeah. Fashion Week. You know, it's like a it's evolved to like luxury now. Uh, so, what do you think about that, man? Do you think that's something that's going to die out? I don't feel like it's going to die out. I feel like it's going to evolve, just like everything else. Right. So, I think thing is just going to grow into a different beast altogether. Yeah, I can agree with that. Um, because like how you was talking about Supreme, you know, you all, we always had Supreme. Um, you know, BBC, Billionaire Boys mm-hmm. Club, um, Diamond Supply. I remember I used to wear a lot of Diamond Supply, man. That was, that was real, a thing. That was a thing, man. And um, the hundreds, bait. And they still going strong. Still going strong. Stussy, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say any of those brands are luxury. I mean, Bape can have some luxury pieces yeah, from time crazy. to time. But, 
you know, out of all those brands, I'm, they're still they're still streetwear and they've been around for a long time. And people are always are going to wear want to wear hoodies and shirts and whatever. You know, that's never going to go, going to go out of style. Um, maybe the luxury part of it might not be as big. And I don't. I'm not sure, but I don't know. This seems kind of. Um, I just crazy. feel like it's all turning into luxury streetwear. Right. Exactly. And um, I don't know, man. Just the thing about sneakers, like it's like when you want to wear sneakers a lot, you want to want to wear street streetwear with it. Like you always want to have one a hoodie with your Jordans or a good shirt to go with your Jordans. <laughs> it's like I don't. And like when he said that, it's I don't know how. And Virgil's a genius, man. But I just don't know what he really meant about that's going to die out. Um, and he's like the one of the pioneers of getting it bigger. And it seems like he just he made his coin off of it, and now he wants to do something else. Like he wants to kill it after he made all his money from it. But I don't know, man. I don't see it going anywhere. Like I don't really see it going anywhere either. Yeah, it's just it's. I feel like I feel like it's here to stay, especially hip hop. How it, it yeah, always influences. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's, you know those hip hop artists are still gonna wear those street streetwear <laughs> brands. You know they they gonna wear that Gucci and that Versace stuff too, but they always be gonna influence. Cause I, yeah, because I feel like fashion designers, they they make clothes, right? Mm-hmm. But a lot of um, artists, I mean, they're artists, but like uh, music artists, they influence how the clothes are put together. Right. Which, like, I, I feel like streetwear is just a combination of things. Like, streetwear is like, I don't know, it's the outfit you put together. It's not just like, your hoodies, a hoodie could be streetwear, but I think it's the whole outfit that you wear. Like, the hoodie... How the hoodie goes with the pants, and how the socks go with the pants, and how the sneakers go with the hoodie is like exactly. It's it's all a combination. Yeah, I can agree with that, bro. And um, but yeah, man, I don't know, man. It just seems like just the culture is so heavily influenced in street where I don't I don't see it dying out. You know, that's how hip hop influenced everything. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, and, it, and it's kind of, you know, I wouldn't say. I guess I am saying it's like fashion can kind of. I feel like they've kind of, um, or they always have done this, try to incorporate hip-hop to gain more popularity with their brand. You know, like how you seeing some rappers be even be on the runway nowadays. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen it. Yeah. You see rappers on the runway, like, rocking luxury stuff and luxury streetwear. And, or they get um, they get outfits made so they can go to the runway and be seen. Exactly. Yeah, so, I don't know, bro. I agree. I don't see it going anywhere. Um but yeah, another question. Um, so what are your plans for the brand in twenty twenty, man? You say you started in twenty seventeen. We're going on your third year now. So got, what are your plans got, you got? Um, I got a lot of big things coming. I got a new collection coming. Uh, I got a runway coming, which I'm excited for in okay. August. It's the Richmond Runway. It's their first annual show. So I'm pretty excited to like kick it off, and it just forces me to work. So. I got to make a bunch of new things. And it actually allows me to try different stuff that doesn't really fit anywhere. Right. I like making collections. And, you know, because you, like, make a set. Like, the colors collection, it was all, like, it was all themed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's easy to make themed stuff because you can, like, okay, I got colored socks. I got colored shirts. I got colored hats. Right. But it, it get, like, say I want to make, like, a, um an umbrella or, like, I don't know, like a flight suit or something. It's just different. It doesn't really fit in anywhere uh-huh. uh, that runway allowed me to like work on that yeah i can agree um yeah because like using the runway using like fashion shows you know it seems like i don't think everybody knows this because like fashion shows is made is used to put out pieces that 
it might not even make your collection or it might not even be able to purchase, you know, and sometimes I put out, and even though I, like for fashion shows I've been in, I put out something, don't have any plans of even like really putting it out there for purchase, but somebody might come to me and be like, man, I really like that piece. And I'd be like, well, you know, he's like, I buy that. And like, for me, I'd be like, okay, I might make more of these, you know, and put it on my website. It's about the, um, the feedback that you get. Exactly. You definitely get a lot of feedback and get a lot of publicity from the runway shows. I think. It's my first one, so. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to definitely get a lot of feedback, man. But, like, just have fun with it. Um, Don't overthink it. Like, just do what you want. You know, don't allow anybody to tell you, like, this is what I want you to put on the runway. Like, nah, you want me in your show? Like, I'm going to put what I want on the runway. You know what Facts. I'm saying? Because, so, <laughs> like, Facts. no offense, like, but I've, I've probably had that before. Like, I don't think they was really trying to tell me what to do, but. It was kind of like, you know, can you do this and do that? I'd be like, oh, uh, no, nah, not really. Nah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Like, it's, it's all about what the audience, what you want the audience to see. Yeah. And it's like a trial and error. You know, you can put out something and you might not get a lot of good reviews from it. And you might have another piece that, that's that's killing it. And you know, it's, it's that's worth putting more money into making that specific design. Definitely. So, yeah, man, congrats on that, man. I um, definitely hope you have a good time. You, well, you will have a good time. Thank you. And um, yeah, it's gonna be real dope, bro. Um, and you said that was in Richmond, right? Yep. And is that like Richmond Fashion Week? Do they have a fashion? week? They do have there? a fashion week, but this is the um, this is just another fashion show in Richmond. It was like, uh, one of my homeboys did um Richmond Fashion Week, and mm-hmm. it was pretty dope. But I don't want to go to Richmond Fashion Week. I want to do like a warm up, right? And um, know what I'm doing, and just know how to do it before I go to Richmond Fashion Week. Okay. Um, so another question, bro. Um, why should people wear East Coast culture? Damn, that's a hard question. <laughs> <laughs> I know you know something, man. You say it's different. Like, why, why should I? I feel just... like it's, yeah, it is different. I feel like, I don't know. Damn, that's a hard question. <laughs> Let me take it. Um, I feel like everybody can relate to it. I uh-huh. feel like there's a piece for everybody. Like, cause I have like, I have simple pieces. I have loud pieces. I have in the middle pieces. It's just like, there's a piece for everybody. I feel like me, cause I, it's East Coast culture, but it's also like, I put a lot of myself into the brand. And since I've been through so many phases, I like, I know so many different kinds of clothes that I can make that uh-huh. will apply to different people. Right. And I feel like it's a, it's a, I feel like there's a piece of clothing for everybody, whether it's like a t-shirt or a sweater or some pants or a hat. Like everybody wears hats. I don't know. Right. No, I can, I can agree with that, bro. Like, you know, I, I feel the same way. Like I know I have a lot for everybody. and Just the message behind my brand. That's why I feel like you should wear it. But, um, but yeah. So this is the question that I ask everybody on the podcast. Um, how did you plan on capturing the world? That's tough question. question. That's a tough question. Like, <laughs> that's that boy not letting up, is he? <laughs> um, I just want to. All right, it's gonna it's gonna be a story, right? So, um, I come from Brooklyn, Brooklyn, New York. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a lot at all. I was adopted, so I all feel right. like me coming from being adopted, not having anything, to making like a big talk to the mic. A big like world famous brand. Uh-huh. It just shows people that you can you can do whatever you put your mind to, and that's like I live by that. Right. So, and if you if you look at me, you see like I do photography, 
I've done like uh, video editing. I've done um, uh, branding. I do my fashion. I just feel like you can you can do whatever you put your mind to. And I just want to be an example for people. I want to um, influence people. And I already have like people tell me like all the time like hey like I'm proud of you and um, I'm doing this because you influenced me. I have other people doing clothing brands. It just feels good to know that like people are doing this because they see you do it and they feel like they can do it too. And you can you you can do whatever you put your mind to. Exactly, bro. And um, we definitely all got to support each other. And yeah, like people that say that about you, that can just keep you going. That's all you would need to just keep pushing. And you know, we have our days where it's like, man, you know, I don't know if I should keep doing this or what. I what do I have to do to make it my brand better? But you know, just yeah, influence each other and just keep on pushing, bro. That's all we can do. Um, so yeah, man, this that's all I had, bro. Um, thank you for coming out here. Um, some good jewels. Definitely want definitely got to link up and do some make some business moves. Definitely do a photo shoot, man. Like I said, I ain't know you was that nice with the camera. Do you do videography? I'm too? learning. I'm learning. I'm learning. Anything <laughs> I can learn, I'm learning. So damn yeah, right, gonna do it. That's what's up. So you want to tell everybody your social media for your brand? Yeah, and the um, website where they can find it. I got an Instagram and a Facebook. Those are both East Coast East Coast Culture co. So is a website actually East Coast Culture co. Um, my photography website is fucking with photos, F C K I N W I T H F O T O S on Instagram. I'll make a Facebook page soon, and then my um uh personal is Tabasco Poppy underscore. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, make sure y'all follow him on his personal and his uh, brand page, man. Like I said before, he got a lot of dope stuff, bro. You're working this year. Definitely working. This is 2020. 2020. This is a new decade, man. Definitely got to go hard with everything that we do. And um, I just think, like, you know, it's just the decade of creatives. I mean, even last year, I just, I just like, me doing this more, I just be seeing so many dope people and, and many creative people. And I met so many this year. It's crazy. Many talented people, man. And um, it's just, it's crazy. And we all talented and we can all reach a certain level together. Like, it doesn't have to be just one spot at the top. Like, it's room for everybody to grow and room for yeah. everybody to eat, man. So, but yeah, we definitely going to link up, bro. And um, anytime you want to come back on the podcast, it. you know, we can chop it up some more about fashion and anything you want to talk about, bro. I'm down. I need to practice. <laughs> <laughs> no, you did good. We did real good, bro. Ain't nothing wrong. But um, but yeah, this is uh, this is uh, Anthony Calderon again. You know, you got East Coast culture. Uh, this is David Carmichael the second with the Caption World Podcast episode twenty two. And like I said, man, uh, make sure y'all follow me at Capture the World Apparel. And you can follow our personal Instagram at the Carmichael Show underscore. And uh, plenty of good content to come, man. And um, thank you for all our Spotify listeners, all of our YouTube Team listeners. Team. Yes, all of our Apple Podcast listeners, man. We got many more guests to come, man. So y'all stay tuned. All right, man. We out. Peace. Capturing the world. world, world, world. Hey, I just Why I ain't
y'all fuss. Shorty, you know that you're more than something. I'm a bust. I just wanna cop you something that you can stun. Make them bitches mad when you pull up to the fuss. Shorty, I just wanna roll. What you wanna glow? What you grow? What you stun on hoes? What you talk to What you tryna with that Audi? Yeah, hey, too What you tryna hide your ring? Shorty, I'm your Nelly, you my Kelly, yeah. Or I'm your Buzzy, you my Keisha, we on belly, yeah. We ball, stop together, ain't shit they can tell me, yeah. We ball, all together, ain't nobody ready, yeah. I fuck my bitch up in the pool, cause that's just how we move. Shorty, I do this just for you, hey, this ain't nothing, yeah. My little shorty forever, hey, it's just me and you. My little shorty forever, hey, it's just me and yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. Hey, I just said it's name for my bitch. Hey, Shorty, you, we gon' be okay, just let me fuck your wrist. Baby, girl, gon' ride with me, we drink this curse, curse. Hey, y'all try, Shorty, let your head blow through it. Hey, yeah, I just said it's name for my bitch. Hey, Shorty, we gon' be okay, just let me fuck your wrist. Hey, baby, girl, gon' ride with me, drink this curse, curse. Hey, y'all try, Shorty, let your head blow through it.